0: Hey, you are wildly capable of great things, so take a deep breath, let it out, you've got this. I want to tell you guys today about Brandlink Media, a female-owned digital agency with years of experience working with businesses in Oklahoma and beyond on their branding, web design, email marketing, copywriting, and more. Remember, you are wildly capable of great things and Brandlink Media is cheering you on. Visit www.brandlinkmedia.com to schedule a free consultation. Link in our show notes. It is my pleasure to introduce Jen Armstrong, speaker, money coach, financial manager, and business strategist. Jen, do you want to tell us about a few defining moments of your life?
1: Yes, I would actually, I'd love to. Um, Before I dive into that, I'll just let you know I get really excited and emotional (laughs) about a lot of these things. So don't be surprised at what might come up. Um, The defining moments in my life aren't the most prettiest because they're the ones that were like super impactful and pivotal. Um, A lot of mine has to do with becoming a mom. I thought I was going to have this degree and climb up the corporate ladder and I never actually desired to be a mom it didn't really cross my mind so when that moment changed where I was like oh I'm gonna be a mom actually becoming one shifted my thought process of like what am I gonna do with my career how am I gonna make money and do I want to work this much so that shifted a lot of things for me um there was one year where I experienced a lot of death in my life. I lost two of my best friends to terminal illness. And when my child was four months old, um, there was a very traumatic experience with my dad. So trigger warning for anyone listening. Um, my dad attempted suicide and I got a call at one, two a.m. in the morning that he was being metaflighted. Um Right after having a child and that being like a defining moment in my life, it's like, oh my gosh, my career, everything that I've worked for, everything was kind of like in limbo. How do I spend time with my child? Um, Losing my best friends uh, in my late 20s, early 30s. Now, my dad, who was this successful human who had overcome so much and helped so many people, no longer wants to be alive. Um, Those were really defining in the year of 2016. And following that, I just reevaluated all of my life and ambitions and all those things. And I think the last defining moment before becoming an entrepreneur and being all those things that you just spoke out was being fired from my dream job. Like I had worked up that career path, right. And already thinking about leaving and a year and a half after having a child, um, I was asked to participate in some things that I found to be unethical being a financial manager in a predominantly male industry a very um money hungry industry so i was fired which also began the process of my divorce so within like a year and a half all of these huge defining moments happened but they were so pivotal for me to be exactly where i am right now doing exactly what i'm doing
0: Wow. That is a lot all at the same time for you to manage. So, you know, talk to us about maybe some like coping skills and like sort of how you got through it all and how it led you to where you are today.
1: Yeah. So luckily my dad, um, who was an alcoholic addict for many years, um, had gone through this conference when he was, I don't know, maybe mid 30s. And there was a team conference that he put me through when I was 14. And at 14 years old, I learned these coping skills, these communication skills, how to understand the stories or the tapes in our head, how to look at experiences or what we we're going through with different glasses, meaning different perspectives. So it was no new thing for me to experience something traumatic or something big and be able to go, okay, this really sucks. This is not what I had planned, but where can I find something positive? How can I use this and and flip it to be something positive? And that's just what I've always done. And so as I'm going through all this, I'm like, okay, I have a bigger purpose. I have like, I'm supposed to go through these things so I can share my experience. Again, attending AA with my dad growing up, I watch all these people literally just own their shit where they have screwed up and make amends and try to go and do better. So I didn't have to go through being an addict or an alcoholic, but watching that just taught me how to cope with my own stuff and then be transparent. So I get to be a leader and teach people how to do those things and overcome those things in their life by simply just sharing my story and being myself.
0: That's so awesome. You had those skills kind of in place before everything happened. Um So talk to us about how you ended up doing what you do professionally. You know, how did you end up as in finance and um, sort of working for yourself?
1: So I actually knew in ninth grade, I took an accounting class and it just made sense the way my brain worked, like black and white. Numbers go here, numbers go there. I went to um, my, my professor at the time was like, you should go to this event. And I'm like, how am I going to this event and competing against kids across the state that have been in accounting classes for like, one or two years. And he's like, oh, well, you're the best we have. So you're going to just go anyways. And I ended up placing first. And I was like, okay, I like numbers. Accountants are always needed. Like this is going to be my jam. I thought I was going to work for like one of the big four like accounting firms, all of these things. Um, So that's how I got into numbers. But then also that that conference that I was just talking about at 14 really got me to be like heart centered and wanting to help people. So it was really just like a culmination of, my brain and the way it works with numbers and what I'm really good at, how do I merge that um, with the coping skills and understanding depression, anxiety, addiction, mental health issues, suicide, all of those things? Like, how can I merge those together? And and my last company where I was a financial manager, the joke was that I needed a tip jar on my desk because everybody would come to me for work advice, communication advice, legal advice in their personal life, like just everything. And one day this girl goes, you know, you should just be a life coach. And I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about because I was very like focused on the industry I was in, the career I was in. I didn't know that like life coaches, business coaches, like all of this existed. And so when I started looking it up and I was like, oh my God, people are helping people in this way and they're making this much money and like they make their own hours it kind of just fell in my lap. So when I was fired, I was like, screw this. Like I'm making a lot of money and I can either go and find another job where I'm working 40, 50 hours a week, not spending time with my infant, um, can't be there for all the memories. Or I can take all of my skills from my undergrad degree, my master's in business, um, which focuses on leadership and creating businesses and the heart-centered stuff. So just over the last four, four and a half years, I just merged all of those. And I'm like, how can I put all of this together? And that's allowed me to be able to speak. And it's allowed me to talk about how to manage money and how this is affected your family and your relationships and your time with your kids and living the life you desire. And so yeah, I just, I'm like, how can I just put all this together and have a good time helping people while making money?
0: I love that. And I love that sort of like bird's eye view that you had of like, these are the big pieces I want. So how can they fit together? I feel like that's going to be so valuable for younger women who are are listening to this. Um, So tell us, you know, this it's a lot to juggle, you know, it's a lot you've been through. Where do you go for fresh inspiration or when you're burned out and you need to refill your cup? What do you do? Oh
1: my gosh. Again, might get emotional, but... um... It's it's so funny. My my daughter is now five and a half years old. So of course, like she's my inspiration. Like I've done a lot of inner child healing, but when I look at her, I see her as like the little Jen. She's literally my mini me. But I want her to experience happiness. I want her to always know that she is loved because I've I've had a hard time knowing I'm enough and that I'm lovable and all of these things. And so I have really projected all those things that I desire onto her and I want to, so she inspires me every day. And, and I know that sounds so cliche cause it's your kid, but when she speaks love back into me or is like, okay, mommy, breathe, you got this. Or like she expressed like today I'm grateful for, and she expresses her gratitude list. I'm like, that keeps me going because while I enjoy helping everybody else and I get a huge high off of it, seeing her use that in her daily life is like legit. But when I'm getting drained or burned out, because I love working a lot, but I also have a small time frame with her going to school and being a single mom, um, I have a list of things that I know fills my cup. One thing is listening to Gabby Bernstein. She is a writer and she's just incredible. She puts on events, but um, she has a book called Super Attractor. And I've listened to it literally 15 to 20 times, just like on repeat. And it doesn't matter what I'm experiencing that moment or that day. It just reminds me to be in that energy of magnetism of what I want to just be magnetic for, whether that's magnetic for love or more connections or a new client or money or travel. I can just get in that energy. And five, 10 minutes of that just kind of like calms me because I'm a go-getter. Let's push through. Let's do more work. And then, of course, um, any time of day, I can turn on diffusers, oils, incense, do breath work, Epsom salt bath. Like I have a whole list of things to fill my cup. And that's my number one priority, because if I do not take care of myself, I'm not a good mom. If I'm not a good mom, I can't show up for my clients in my business and do work. If I can't show up for my clients, how am I going to attract new clients and bring in money? So it's kind of like a hierarchy and I've had to learn that it's not selfish. In fact, it's actually giving if I take care of myself first.
0: Absolutely. They always say you can't pour from an empty cup. So that makes so much sense. Um, tell us about uh, your future. What do you see in your future?
1: Oh, my gosh. This is always kind of a difficult like, question for me to answer because it can shift. But like right now, what I'm seeing in the future is that Since that 14-year-old went to that conference that I told you about, I've desired to create a space for entrepreneurs to learn how to communicate and all of those things, but to create abundance in their life and in their business. I just finished my first live event like two weeks ago. It was the most incredible thing. And while I had never experienced or listened to Tony Robbins prior to two weeks ago, people came up to me and they're like, this is like Tony Robbins level. And I'm like, okay, I guess I need to like pop that cherry because I've never listened to him." And I was like, okay, I'm going to go watch this documentary. And I did. And I just sat in awe and cried because I was like, wow, I didn't realize that what I was doing was so similar to him and um, how powerful it was. And I'm also, I'm nervous about what would it look like to be on that level? Because there's a lot of scrutiny. There's a lot of um, your eyes on you. And I don't know. So After putting on that event, we are setting up the next three events for 2022, and I can see in my future that event growing and having such an impact on entrepreneurs, but also like not just to grow their business, but to live a very intentional life, but if we get down to like the real reason and the thing that makes me the most passionate about it is that hearing those people that were in that room telling me the conversations they had with their kids after each night of the event, and I was like that, like I don't care how much money you bring in or how much your business grows, like that conversation of being worthy, that conversation of calling in and attracting what you want in your life, like breaking those generational curses and setting our kids up for success to not go through what we've experienced in life. That mm. so I see bigger events, a lot of lives being impacted, the ripple effect. Um, I also see a beautiful home um, not too far out of the city, a little bit country, a little bit close to the city. I see a blended family and I see Abby and I traveling, traveling with my family, just all the abundance doing all of the things. Oh,
0: I love that. That's so awesome. And I love that your little girl is a lot like you. That's awesome. So sweet. Um, so tell us to, up to you today, what is your proudest moment?
1: Okay. I really might like my on this one. When I thought about this, my proudest moment is also probably one of my worst. Um, I teach a lot about self-care and boundaries, listening to your own intuition, your own gut. And I teach this to my five-year-old. Um, she, she knows affirmations. She speaks gratitude. She sets intentions. And she also knows how to communicate boundaries. Kids don't listen to what just comes out of our mouth. They watch how we take action. One of the things I also teach is that um, when people are not kind to us, we get the choice to still love them, but love them from a distance. Um, And we can set boundaries and choose whether we desire to be in their space or allow them in our space. And this summer, um, I had created some boundaries that were very difficult for us around people that we love very dearly, but that were affecting and um, with some negative energy. And something came up to where I actually was willing to budge on my boundary. And she was very clear and knew about this boundary. And I told her that we were going to attend this event. And she was like, no, no, we're not. And I was like, Oh my God, no, we are. And I'm like, you know, I'm the mom. Right. And I don't, use, I don't use the, like, I'm you do what I tell you to do kind of thing. It's like, okay, well, why are we filling into this, all these things? But I think I did like shift into that mom of like, no, this is what we're doing. And you're just, just going to comply. And I've not taught her to comply. I've taught her to listen to her body, to look at her boundaries, all these things. Long story short. Um, I gave into my boundary and went to attend an event and my child refused to get out of the car. She's like, if you want to go in, you can go in. I'm not going in. And I got really frustrated and the human mom came out, right? Like Mm -hmm. the bribing, the, Mm -hmm. uh, the punishment, you know, like the consequences, that kind of stuff. And I got so frustrated. And I remember coming back home. She did not get out of the car, came back home. And we got home and then she was just like, all fine and playing. And I was like, it hit me that she was holding a boundary that I was unable to hold for myself. And she stood up for herself, no matter how frustrated I was, no matter how much I bribed her, no matter how much somebody else was trying to convince her. And I remember just breaking down and crying and looking at her and having to say, you know what? Number one, mommy is sorry because she pushed your boundaries Number two, I'm so freaking proud of you because you listened to your gut and you didn't care what I thought as your mom, you didn't care what other people thought. And honestly, I feel like she protected only, not only herself, but me in that moment too. I just remember breaking down in tears and telling her, you know, I love you. I'm proud of you. And thank you for protecting me. And she just looked at me and I don't know exactly the words she said, but it sounded like I got you mom and gave me a hug. And we just sat there and cried together. And I'm like, okay, I've set this girl up. And that was a proud moment that like, she's going to listen to herself. She's going to trust herself. She'll have healthy boundaries. She'll have healthier relationships in her life. So good moment, bad moment, but it's my most proud moment.
0: 100 Magazine is a publication featuring 100 wildly capable women in Oklahoma City. Buy the magazine to read all 100 interviews at hundredmag.com. Wildly Capable Woman podcast is produced by Sugar Free Media. You can check out our daily news podcast, News Du Jour, for a calmer space to consume the news. Music is by Joey Lavoie and Nicholas Foster. Please consider rating and reviewing this podcast if it meant something to you to help us reach other wildly capable women.